Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia, along with my co-host Todd, and we're going to explore what exactly is Myrony. Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives, but what if you started paying closer attention to your Myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as we like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now, that's Myrony. Welcome everybody back to That's Myrony podcast with your host here, Alicia Myronic and myself, Todd Courtney. And today we have a guest, Ernest White, the, what is it? The fourth, the fifth, the sixth? The, the second. Oh, the second. Okay. I knew it was one of those. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, again, this is a guest who I have uh, not had the, uh, the privilege to meet prior to this encounter, which I can't wait because I'm always excited about these new guests that Alicia brings on. New to me, but not to her. And you guys met at Landmark. Uh, I don't know how much we'll end up talking about today, but right now, somebody from British Columbia up in Vancouver, and that's not where he's from. The guy's been all over the place. And just like I am right now, talking all over the place. So let's just get on with this podcast here with Alicia and Tom. Okay. So, yeah. So this is my friend, Ernest. So welcome, Ernest. Thank you so much for being here. We should do a clap right now. Thank you for having me, Alicia and Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that is, we, we, we need a cheering section, seriously, because when you hear this story of what Ernest has created, and he is one of the most amazing people that I ironically met up in San Francisco. So before we get into that story, Ernest, just tell a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and... This will ring a bell though, Todd. Okay, let's see how it flies. All right, well, thank you again for having me. <laughs> how it flies, ah. Uh, so I am a uh, storyteller and explorer. I'm originally from Jacksonville, Florida. And as you already heard, my name is Ernest White II, which is actually how I usually start talking about myself. Um, I am right now the executive producer and host of a new television travel docu-series about friendship and connection around the world called Fly Brother with Ernest White II. Oh, and that's what you meant by fly. Okay, yeah. I'm starting to, there's one dot for me. <laughs> and uh, in every episode of the show, I go visit a friend in different parts of the world. They will bring me into their community, show me what they love about the place, and we show the audience that the whole world is our tribe. Oh. We filmed the first season in Sao Paulo, Brazil, in Tbilisi, Georgia, Toronto, Canada, Northern Namibia, um, where else? Stockholm, Sweden, Mumbai, India, uh, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, Tajikistan, Cape Town, South Africa, Bogota, Colombia, and Casablanca, Morocco. And the series is now rolling out on public television stations all around the United States and also on Create TV, which is uh, one of PBS's cable channels. So if you've got either local television or cable, you can see the series right now. And if you don't, don't worry, because we'll be having the show come out on streaming soon enough. Uh, and so that's one of the projects that I'm working on right now. 
The next big one is an expansion of that. And the focus, of course, is helping people to feel seen, empowered, and loved through storytelling, through visual storytelling. And so we are creating a film studio, television and, and digital media as well. And uh, it is centered on BIPOC and LGBT narratives. So we're giving amplification to voices that have always existed, but just haven't had the kind of representation that they deserve. And that studio is called Presidio Pictures after my favorite magical happy place in San Francisco. So those are the biggest projects that I'm most excited about right now. I'm excited to hear about it because you had me as soon as you started, it was a traveling show as a travel buff that I am. Of course, you named half these places I have never been to. I'm like, man, I've been to a lot of places. And That's then, what's so cool about yeah. Fly Brother is that it's a different travel show in that first it's his friends that are showing him around, but these places that are just people don't know about. Right. I have learned so much from Fly Brother. I am going to give you the biggest shout out, best freaking travel show ever. I thank get you, so excited. I've oh, seen the whole awesome. first season. I told you about it. I'm guilty. This. I'm guilty because she has told me and I haven't watched it yet. And I really do. I, and, and I know I'm going to like it because she's already explained it and the way you explained it as well. I'm intrigued. I also caught this one on cable was, uh, I don't, I forget what it's called, but it, a, a guy that was going from Canada all the way down to Argentina, I think Buenos Aires or something like hmm. that and a Volkswagen bug. Oh, wow. Most Not like, oh, Herbie oh. goes banana. No, oh, oh, it was the kindness, uh, something kindness. And oh, the so, kindness diaries. Yeah, the kindness diaries. And he did it with no money. Something. So everybody has to help him. Otherwise, he has oh. to sleep in his car. And he has no money for food. He brings no cash. Oh, that's really cool. It's okay. really cool. And he's done two seasons. And, and so if, if yours is anywhere even near that, I know I'm going to love it because oh, I just love that whole vibe. It's so incredible just what, what Ernest has created with this. Like, Sounds honestly, like it. it's just, I absolutely love the show. I love it. It's, it's saved on my DVR right now. And I have to say the Tbilisi, Georgia one was the one that just was like, first off, I didn't, when you were saying Georgia, I was dumb and thinking the United States. And I'm like, I didn't even think of oh, that as a country. Right, oh, right. yeah. No, it is the former Soviet Republic of Georgia. And, right. you know, it was a phenomenal experience going there. The, it, it's, it, the, it's very historical, obviously. So you get to see these varying uh, folk styles of architecture, the food, the dance, the culture. It's, it was on the Silk Road uh, connecting East and West during the years of antiquity. And so you had all of these different cultures flowing through there and leaving their mark in uh, the Caucasus Mountains. And the people were very welcoming. It was fun and uh, we had a great time. And I think it was a, a lovely episode to watch. So I mean, I'm all happy, the episodes, Alicia, that you liked it. Yeah, all the episodes and, and your season finale was amazing too. But oh, I mean, like all of them are just awesome. I can't wait to see what season two. So I'm, I'm, in, gonna... I'm intrigued. I, I'm really intrigued now. I'm gonna ask a couple questions if you don't mind. Sure. Are, are you a uh, history buff or are you, uh, what, what kind of like background did you have to not to ignite this, because, but maybe to ignite this. I, I don't know, but you see- I'm a former professor of English and social sciences. Oh, I so almost asked if he was a professor. A history buff, but I'm actually an academic. Yeah. And well, that's funny. And U.S. history and world history. I almost history. asked that. See, you need to trust your intuition. I did, I did. I almost <laughs> asked if he was a professor, but I'm thinking, oh, well, he's doing this, so he's probably not a professor. But that's what actually popped in my head So first. you got to <laughs> tap into your spidey sense more, because that oh, would have been exactly. really cool if you yeah. asked that. Just yeah. I'm also a nerd, a geek. I love reading. Yeah. I you know, knew all kinds of useless facts 
throughout my entire childhood trying to get on Jeopardy or Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? And I remember <laughs> calling one time to get on that show and they said, oh no, we only bring kids on from the tri-state area. And I'm like, but I'm from the tri-state area, Florida, Georgia, Alabama. And they're like, no, sorry, kid. Well, that's funny because I actually am <laughs> sorry, from the tri- I actually am from the tri-state area. Jersey is New Jersey is part of the tri-state area. There's another area. one. Yep. Another tri-state area. That was that the one. Is, that is that, the that exactly area. that's a the that tri-state area. The tri-state yeah, area. Everybody no one can to touch copy. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Dream on, kid. No, <laughs> something like that. That's what she said to me. A very New York response. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love that's it. too funny. That's really cool. Well, and then you lived like all, I mean, I can't even count how many countries you've lived in and visited. Like how many has it been? That is true. I have lived in five. I've visited about 70 and I've got friends that have been to 170. It's not uh, a point of bragging. It's about trying to get people, encouraging people yeah. And enrolling people in being world citizens and getting out of their comfort zones and going to these different places that actually do receive us as individuals. You know, I know right now travel's on hold a little bit because of the, the pandemic, but, yes. um, you know, in general, the idea is that people everywhere, no matter what the, the background or the boundary, everyone wants the same things in life to be seen, to be empowered, and to be loved. And so, getting out there to to experience that is something I want everyone to do. And that's what talking about travel the way I do is, is uh, kind of focused on that encouragement. I love that because it really resonates with me because I've been like that my entire life. One of the, one of the words I hate coming out of my kids mouths, they're, they're adults now, so it doesn't happen as often, but when, <laughs> when a food is different, when a people is different, uh, when a house is different, when a car is different, what's the one word they always would say? That's weird. That's when I always tell them, no, it's not weird. It's what your clothes are weird to them. And, and right. so, so we have always traveled with our kids. We've, they're, they're pretty worldly from that standpoint. And the purpose was, I believe, and it sounds like you do as well, that you can't get a better education than traveling. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's funny because that's how I was brought up with my dad as a pilot. That's easy. That, yeah. No, but I yeah. mean, like it was really like embrace. Oh, it was such a blessing, but it was mm. embrace the culture. You know, like I actually went to Europe when I was uh, summer before my senior year of high school. We went with this group called Performing Arts Abroad and we literally traveled and, yeah. and sang and it was like 120 kids. Mm. And I just happened to uh, befriend someone who was very worldly in her own sense. She actually was part of a Italian Vogue for a while. She was Sicilian and German, but because she would, she would vacation in Sicily every single summer, we would go to all the small cafes and restaurants. So, you know, at 16 years old, we're living the French, I'm, I'm, it wasn't Parisian. We were in like these little tiny towns, but the majority of the kids were going to freaking McDonald's. <laughs> Mm, and right. eating giant right. bars of Toblerone <laughs> well, you know as what? their meal. You know why? Because it was cheaper and your dad got discount flights for the kids and we had to pay full tilt booby uh, price. Yeah. So I couldn't afford to go to the fancy places you were privileged to go to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was- it All right, was, I'm just joking. It was Very more, true. No, it is true. I got to travel because of, yeah, that was a really cool perk. Oh, but yeah. it was one of those things that- but it still people, is a mental state of mind. People did not want to try new things. And yeah. so, and, and that it's truly, you have to introduce at a young age, and even when they don't like it, just be like, just try it one more time. 
Just try one bite, one bite. That's all you gotta do. There, one bite there because are, taste taste change. Yep. And that's yep. how our palates become, you know, more built. And it's funny because to this day there are two places, two meals that I had. One was off the Canal du Midi, which is in the southern France. We were doing a house barge, boat barge, at, at a and we stopped and we had a meal at a, uh, a bed and breakfast. I do not to this day. I still don't know what I ate. It was the absolute one of two best meals I've ever had in my life. And another one was when we were skiing in, in Austria with my kids, they were young, really young. And so they weren't really skiing that much, but uh, we had a meal up in this mountain village. Taxi took us up there. It was far to get there. It was like a middle of nowhere. <laughs> best meal I ever had Two. I'm not sure which one was better than the other. I still don't, to this day, I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Both of us awesome have no idea. <laughs> What's that? Haas and Pfeffer. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. It was absolutely fantastic. I, I, I love, so I, I loved Austria. Oh, Haas so, and Bez, that's rabbit. But let's talk about Ernest. No. Yes, about Ernest, <laughs> yes right? it is. <laughs> yeah. It's what Bugs Bunny, and he, he was going to be made into Haas and Pfeffer. That's oh! right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Todd. <laughs> I got it. I'm not an academic. I'm, I don't know this. It's, uh, about it. no, it's not about <laughs> academia. <laughs> you just need to know. That was like. Looney Tunes, man. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, well, I, I know those by heart. Well, speaking of Looney Tunes. <laughs> <Austin Pfeffer. laughs> speaking of Looney Tunes, oh, now we're going to get into the Looney Tunes story of how Ernest and I met. Because this is crazy. So... I became involved with Landmark, which I invite and introduced you to Landmark too. That's even funnier. Um, when So for our listeners who do not know what Landmark is, Landmark is a kind of a self-help uh, program where it allows you to let things go from your past to then create whatever future you want, all mm -hmm. with the power of word. And so they have a three-day course known as the Landmark Forum. I like to call it, a, it's basically a boot camp for your soul. Then you have your advanced course, which is another three days. And then they have something known as the self-expression leadership program. So the person who introduced me to Landmark, Jacqueline, which you both know, uh, Jacqueline was, I've, I've mentioned her on the podcast where she's very intuitive herself. So she was told she had never completed the self-expression leadership program, the last one, which is like four months long. And she was told we had to complete it together. And I was like, oh, shoot. You know, not that I didn't want to do it, but it was just like four months. That's a major commitment, right? So um, she was all set to come to the landmark down in San Jose because there's different, um, uh, what's the word? not centers yeah different centers so there's one in san jose she was all set to go to san jose now the funny thing is my brother was coming out and this was connected to my godparents story so if no one has listened to that one listen to episode six how my godparents meeting saved five people's lives in the bermuda triangle but because my my brother was coming out that was the first full day that you had to be in the self-expression leadership and you couldn't make it up. You couldn't switch. You had to be there. And I was like, I haven't seen my brother in years. I need to, I, I, can't, I can't do this. <laughs> so then I was like, well, I wonder about the one in San Francisco. So I look at San Francisco and there were two very significant dates. August 22nd, the day I got married that we talked about a lot on the podcast and October 5th, which was my dad's birthday 
and also his memorial service. And all these crazy things have happened on that date. So Spidey Sense said, you need to go to San Francisco. So the funniest thing is that the first day we're driving in, she gets another intuitive message. There are specific people you're supposed to meet in San Francisco. So doing self-expression leadership program, we get to be asked to assist certain things. And so one of the assistants, we, she was told we had to do this. So at the end of the week, when we were supposed to maybe assist that Sunday, she's like, uh, I was, or I asked her, I said, did you get us signed up? I was like, you were told we have to do this. So she calls and they didn't need us that week. They needed us the following week. However, they needed us for the whole freaking day versus just like three hours. And I was like, what did you get us into? <laughs> like, how does this keep happening? So anyway, there was a, an amazing person who was part of that whose name was Paul Kotler. And I, yes, I know, I gotta get Paul on here. He will be. But the funny thing is, I received a message of how I needed to learn how to manifest. And that is your thing, Todd, you love manifesting. So you do. I know, yeah. I, I, I you're, know. You're like a master manifester. <laughs> you do a really darn good job, but this annoying alarm was going off and he had his headphones in and like, you have to kind of sit by the door, you know, it's, it can get a little, eh, how, how do we describe? Sometimes people want to make a run for it and get a pull back. Get intense. It can get intense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Ready to receive. So unless this stupid alarm was going off, I never would have asked him because he's like, uh, why? He's like, uh, He's like, isn't that annoying you? I said, oh, we can just kind of make it like a meditative thing and just kind of like block it out. And I was like, what are you listening to? And this was 21 Days of Manifestation by Deepak Chopra. And I'm thinking, okay, that's funny. I literally am being given this message. I need to learn how to manifest. And then the next day, I'm learning how to manifest by doing this program. <laughs> so that was my connection to Paul. Now, Paul is not a... So sometimes people of Landmark, this is no judgment, but they start speaking in almost a different term. I like to call it Landmarkian. <laughs> Sounds like some out of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, actually it is. It is a little out of Star Trek. So wonderful people, but they eat, sleep, breathe this way of being. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed. I think they drink a little too much of the Kool-Aid. So, um, Paul was not one of those people. So why this story has to be so in depth is because Paul was then assisting another program a couple weeks later. And if it wasn't for Paul, I never would have agreed to assist. And that uh. is how I met Ernest. But what's even funnier is that it was his forum evening that I was at, that we didn't meet, but you met Jacqueline yeah, that correct. night, right? Yep. You met Jacqueline. I remember seeing you though. I mean, how couldn't, I mean, look at that. Gorgeous I remember smile. seeing you too. I remember seeing you too. Yeah, so we ended up assisting for the whole day. Now, I'm going to pass it back to Ernest and tell how you got to Landmark because it is quite the story too. 
Wow. Um, so I don't have the same kind of memory <laughs> as Alicia has. So oh, good. So I'm not the you, only one. You're a, <laughs> right. I can give the, the summary. Well, uh, I can fill it Alicia, in because I remember the story you told me. Sure. I'm a, no, I'm, but I'm you, a cliff note version guy. So I right. Alicia. But you have transcript. to pay attention to the details <laughs> because it's yes, the details, as you like to say, That's connect like the, the dots. Exactly. I say follow the spirit. What we say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs here. So they can see the true so they myronistic. Can see, exactly. So you can see how one little thing going yeah. off would have totally changed the entire trajectory on Agreed. so absolutely. many different levels. Absolutely. And, you know, it happened so much in my life that at a certain point I've lost track of all of those little details because of the basic understanding that that's exactly how it works. You know, if one little thing is off, then a whole other universe is created. Uh, and so, you know, and it, then is it off? Well, it's and just, but, but you know what I mean, it's, it's where it's supposed to be. It's, well, okay, so there's two different ways of looking because we have this kind of like straight path and we can, you know, veer off, but our souls, our higher selves know this straighter path and it's just like, okay, how quick do we want to get to it or do we want to go, sure. do you know, like all over and meander all around and then finally get back on. But the idea behind Myrony is that it's synchronicity and motion. And when you trust that intuitive pull, Especially when it's something, I mean, okay, you missed out with your asking him if he's a professor. We were going to find that out anyway. But when you see a sign and you, what do you do about it? That's the whole concept. That's why yeah. we're doing this. That's why we're bringing this awareness sure. to people. And that's yeah. how you tap into your inner superpower. So when you see so many myronies, that's actually God or the universe saying like, you are so on the right track. And it's like, yay, good job. Keep going, keep going. Now, sometimes they're so crazy that, and hence my last name of Myronic, they shower me all the time. Now they're showering you. They, they've been showering you for a long time. And it's like, you're, you get so inundated, but your story is so funny because you, how you got into San Francisco in the first place. Yes, that is very true. So I actually have some of my oldest and dearest friends living in San Francisco, a couple, Mike and Anna, love you guys. And I met them when I was living and working in Colombia, the country in South America as a professor, wow, 12 or 13 years ago, uh, 15 years ago now, actually. Wow. And so we met there, but they were based in San Francisco the entire time. And uh, for, I guess, within that 15 year period, I would have visited them many times in the city and developed kind of a, a, a relationship with San Francisco, even as it was changing all the while. It was still one of my favorite cities in the US. Of course, it's spectacularly beautiful. I would stop over there, have a great four days or, or a weekend, hanging out with them, just being in the city, no matter where I was, based if it was overseas or even in the u.s and so um and were they students were, were they students of yours were they were they they were not students of mine no they were i ended up meeting mike at an internet cafe near my house because the place that i lived in bogota was so old it was not wired for wireless uh, okay so that's not code that's internet. not just code for a bar that's just a true you know you need no it was a literal okay. place with like <laughs> six computer terminals next to each other oh that's great and, well think about yeah, 15 years ago were they, so that were they vacationing 
and happened to be there? I mean, you were there, uh, you were there for was, work. Mike was there as a part of, he might've just been visiting. I can't remember. Oh. He does a lot of international education right. consulting and, and, and work in that regard. Um, he might've just been doing a semester. Uh, they're, they were much, they're younger than me. So yeah. they could have been on some collegiate thing. And of course, as I mentioned about my memory, not being very good. Um, well, well, and I bring it up, I ask because it, it's sometimes I, I want the listeners to, to see sometimes how these connections are a little farther removed. Like if you guys were working together day after day, okay, a relationship gets, uh, gets spawned, right? But when you randomly meet somebody at internet cafe or at the bus stop or at a coffee shop that's and they're myrity. from two different, you know, continents. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my, that's my because but you chose to have that conversation or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and sure. He and I just happened to be sitting next to each other at sure. this internet cafe. I don't know who started talking to Love first, but it. we ended up hanging out. And then Anna at the time they had just started dating and she was traveling through the region and we all connected hung out. Um, they probably were, they were traveling in Colombia for a couple of months. And in the time between uh, the day that we first met and our next hangout, I ended up changing jobs and cities. And they came and visited me in the oh, new wow. city before leaving the wow. region. Wow. And uh, yeah, so, and again, we just stayed in contact and friendly with each other. And, you know, many of their friends have become my friends. Well, Fast forward many years later, I was living in Miami, kind of uh, itching to get overseas again. And so I was thinking, you know, where might I be able to go that's not too far away necessarily, but would be considered, it would be outside of the United States. And for some reason, Vancouver just kind of was a place that kept showing up, you know, in, in my awareness. I was, I was kind of being called, if you yeah. will. Uh, and so I, in order to kind of start the process of relocation, especially if you want to do a, a more, a perma more permanent stay, for Canada, you have to take an English test. Uh -huh. uh, you have to take the uh, IELTS is one of them that's offered by Cambridge. Uh, and so, yes, even American citizens have to do this. <laughs> and I signed up to take the test in Los Angeles, because that was the earliest test date from the time that I wanted to do this. This is early 2019. And, um, you know, there were test dates all over the country, but they were three and four months down the road. So I said, all right, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go take the test in LA. Now at this time, professionally, I was freelancing as a journalist and also still working on my television series. Uh, but I didn't have like a day-to-day -day, nine to five job. I haven't had that in a while. I've been on the entrepreneur and producer's journey for about five years now. So, you know, doing what I need to do in order to still have the flexibility to produce this series that I was working on. Well, so I, uh, sign up to take the test. I fly over to San Francisco for a few days before the test to hang out with my friends. We go to the Presidio. It's a beautiful afternoon. We go running and I'm thinking, I need this in my life. It's such a, it was such a great, fresh, cool uh, San Francisco day, right? So the night before, I'm about to fly down to Los Angeles. I was on, uh, sorry guys for the I'm next to a hospital, so oh, <laughs> I, don't know if you, I don't know if it was his his street or my street. You know? 
It's definitely the street out here. And so the ambulances are going up and down all day. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was on a, a buddy pass for an airline. And so I checked the flight the night before. There were 20 open seats on the plane. So funny. I was like, all right, fine. I'll fly down that Saturday morning, take the test, fly back to San Francisco, and then just, I don't know, do whatever I need to do, the next steps, et cetera. The morning of the test, I get to the airport early, and the flight was oversold by 10 people. So I didn't make the flight, which meant I missed the test and forfeited my test fee. Oh, brutal. So I had no reason to go to LA at that point. So I took the train back to my friend's place, uh, well, the BART, back into San Francisco, and just decided, all right, well, I suppose I'm here. I'll just stay in San Francisco. Uh, and I ended up getting a job, <laughs> driving Lyft, finding a place to stay, and was in San Francisco for, I don't know, a year and a half until the pandemic came down. And then another series of events happened and ta-da, all of a sudden I'm in Canada. So I'm going okay, to- Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. We gotta go back. We oh, I go forgot back. about how, I met, how we, we met at Landmark. No, because this is crazy. Like, okay, because that was pretty recent. Yeah, so you come back and you're now stuck, you're in San Francisco. But let's, let's actually back up a little. Yeah, Let, let's okay. actually hammer home real quick for listeners that he's on his way to Canada. He's got to take this English test. And, and, and we know he's an academic, so he's probably going to pass, right? <laughs> I'd be like, I'm English, born and raised. I'm like, am I going to pass? A, I'd be a little a, nervous, right? He's an English professor. I sure as <laughs> heck hope he passes. Right. Otherwise, uh, his right. has got chips. But, but it's one of those things, like some people, and, and I love the way you, you said it, it, it with such ease. Now, it may not have been easy in the moment, and I get that. Oh, it but, sucked. Right. <laughs> okay, that's good Easy, to know. Easy, it was garbage. <laughs> right, right. This is BS. Had 20 seats open, now there's 10. Oh, well, my God. It was all a, kinds of phone throwing happening. Right. And right. as, a, as, a, as a, 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 pi a pilot's kid, you know, this was a common thing. Right, for you guys, yeah. But to have that much, like, we used, on, we used yes. to fly when it was just 10 people overbooked because it would always fall off. So the fact that there were 20 seats open and, and then, then 10, 10 oversold, over, yeah, that's it was obviously he was meant to stay in San Francisco. That, that's the point. Yes. That's the Myronistic <laughs> point yeah. right there. There is a Myronistic event that you took place. You just love your word of Myronistic. I, I, made that, me, I made that word up, by the way. <laughs> oh, did you? So let that's me, his uh, word. That's his word. Praise coiner. So <laughs> there there's the let's say uh multi-dimensional aspect of it too you know i'm sensing this entire time oh it's not gonna work the way you think it's gonna work yeah uh-huh and of uh -huh. course i'm like i don't want to hear that la 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 don't care shut up i'm going to la to take my test and i'm going to canada kiss my you know what <laughs> <laughs> and sources they're like Wait, 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 wait. I just want to say, because we, awesome. we use God a lot, but how does God come up to you is the funniest thing. God's like a, like. God is like every older black woman I've ever known in my life. Like, like My like mom, from, my aunts, the teachers I've had, grandma, Nim, they, God is like, if you don't sit your behind down, <laughs> kill him. 
it's, it's very loving. It is yeah. very loving, but it's we also all get, very no nonsense. We all get spoken to the way we're used to. Yeah. Yes, the way we need to be spoken <laughs> right. to. And, what works. Uh, yes. My, my God, Brooks, no uh, foolishness. She doesn't play the fiddle. She doesn't play Parcheesi. She doesn't play the tuba. That's old Southern slang. <laughs> the fact that she doesn't play. And, <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Homie, I don't play that, that game. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? It's, well, listen, my parents are older. My mother's 82 years old. Yeah. My dad's 73, 74, you know, like amen to all of that. So I was yeah. raised by people. They were both teachers. My mom taught for 42 years. My dad for 30. Um, they just a huge community of people who've always supported them, who they've always supported. Um, and so growing up with that very strong sense of Southern community values, of African-American community values, of, you know, just taking the village to raise the child, yeah, you know, absolutely. and it was not a matter of like, oh, we're your friend. It's we are here to help guide you and allow you to grow and learn things. So they, if, 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 you, if I fell, they didn't tell me that I was falling too much or, you know, like telling me to hurry up. There was none of that. But there was a sense of boundary setting and of saying, no, you are in a world with other people. There needs to be some respect. There needs to be awareness of who and how you are and how you engage with people. You are no worse or no better than anybody else. And so knowing that, you can stand in who you are and come out into the world. Now, they didn't necessarily say it in those words, but when I look back at the lessons, mm -hmm. at the programming that, I was being, that was being instilled in me, it has constantly shown up in how I know to be, even if I'm not being that way because of my own traumas and triggers. And right. so to have a God voice talk to me in that way that's kind of, again, still very loving. And is always like, you know, never rejoices when I'm in pain, ever. You right. know, but always kind of does enjoy when I'm having my little attitude about things and does enjoy. <laughs> right, especially me. when you think you're gonna get things done your way. And exactly, you're saying, exactly. You know, you were not step aside and letting God guide there. You were just like, nope, I'm gonna do it. And oh, God's totally. like, nope, you are not I love because it. there's a bigger picture. There's a reason, there's there a reason absolutely. the plane was oversold. There, there always- A hundred percent. I'm always trying to, I was always trying to grab the controller. Of yeah. course, we yeah, all do. But the I controller mean, was unplugged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no so, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. Gosh, I hear that. So then okay. you got, so how did you, how did you get into Landmark? Oh, wow. So I, goodness, again, series of fortunate events, right? Through a mutual friend that connected me with someone else who invited me to a birthday party all the way out in Novato, where I met one of my best friends, Joe Sanchez, who like we ended up connecting a couple times out after that birthday party. And, and he was like, hey, man, I want you to come with me to this event. Oh, now, so how, was, if I can, if I can ask, how long from when you came back to San Francisco? Because we kind of jumped all ahead. How sure far from when you came back from um, came back to San Francisco from not being able to take your test that you then met all these people that then you were at Landmark? And is this it? Is this and are those the pivotal points we're trying to get to, or is there something in between that would not have happened unless he missed that test as well? 
Oh no, every moment is a pivotal point. Every okay. second is a pivotal point. Like there are, I don't believe, like some of them I recognize. His, his right. and I, I see irony. But there's, <laughs> my, my ironies. Um, but there's also, I mean, everything is, serves in right. that regard to, to, to continue the, the journey. You know, I, I like to say, I don't need to understand jet propulsion to know I need to be in Paris on Tuesday preferably in front of the wing with a mimosa. <laughs> yes, you know, there are many <laughs> factors involved in that. So yes, you do see yeah. the engine, you know, yeah. the turbines going, but there's so many other things that you don't see. So a irony right. may be the turbine, but there's also just, you know, the rampers that are like pushing the plane back from the gate and, and all of the, the, the thousands of factors, of the millions of factors that, that go into to whatever's happening. And so I would say if I had to draw a line, um, there were connections with people I knew up until the point that I was meeting people that I didn't know. Uh, and so I met Joe in, and he was the direct link to Landmark. I met him in August I, uh, of 2019 at this birthday party. Oh my God! I was do you... connected to from somebody that I already knew. Oh, any but clue? the person who 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 introduced now the person that I knew introduced me to the person who held that birthday party by via email. I didn't know that person, so I went to and, and the person that I did know was not in San Francisco, so she wasn't at that birthday party. I went to this birthday <laughs> party alone, not knowing anyone there at the behest of a friend that connected me with the person who was holding the birthday wow. party for her Wow, I'm husband. so curious what date the birthday party, because that's when all sorts of crazy myronies for me is all around well, August. Well, it was definitely in August. I don't remember exactly when. That would just uh, be but interesting. I moved, <laughs> well, I stayed, I ended up- Well, remember, uh, he prefaced- well, he prefaced at the beginning that his memory has kind of been shot. So don't blame him or shoot him if he doesn't know the date. Okay. Thank you. But March 2nd, which I do remember, that was the day I was supposed to take the test in Los Angeles. So okay. March 2nd, 2019 was the day I was redirected to San Francisco. And so, and then remember that night before, or the day before I said, I need this in my life. I literally said those words. Right. You know, my buddy was like, hey man, you want to go running? And I'm like, running where? To get some barbecue? Sure, I'll drive. And <laughs> that's a Southern joke. Um, but anyway, we went. I buy you fly? I, I mean, yeah, who goes running? I'm from <laughs> Southeast of the United States. It's freaking hot <laughs> but, to go running in those cases. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah they, yeah. run to the store. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyway, we're, I no, I get it. I get we're it. running in the Presidio. And, and so there were, the myronies were happening there. It was just like this, feeling of, of wonderful um, home, like home energy, you know? That's why I named the studio Presidio Pictures because the Presidio of San Francisco to me oh. is such, a, such an enchanting place, a magical place. And so after I ended up staying in San Francisco, I would go jogging there three times a week. The first time I went jogging was with my friend the night before I ended up staying. Oh wow. oh, wow. Not the first time ever in life, but the first time in my <laughs> right. right. And uh, so, <laughs> and I, this is not my, that was not my first year of my 40s. So, uh, <laughs> and, and again, and again, just so, just so I'm clear and the listeners are clear, the birthday party of whom you know nobody in attendance, that's where you met your future best friend? That's where I met one of my best friends. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. I met him on my way out the door. 
Oh, that gets even better. I know, I know. I love so those kind wait. of things. He was the last person I met at that party. I met some phenomenal people that I'm still in contact with, actually. And on my way out the door, a guy just kind of walks in and he's got this kind of, uh, Joe is youthful, but he's, you know, kind of portly. And it's a white shirt. And we just connected, you know, just energetic, like, like just like that instant like yeah. soul friend connection. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, like soul brother type thing. Yeah. So we like it was almost like I need to holler at this guy on my way out. Mm. You know, that's that's God working that. Yep. Well, you yeah, because yeah, he had a much bigger picture for you. A hundred percent. And, and yeah. Joe was the catalyst. And the thing about Joe is Joe will invite me to every single thing that he and, and everything he invites me to is this expansive universe onto itself that's oh, what i love about joe is like he is walking around like buddha almost he's <laughs> his energy is very calm and that's when i said portly like yeah buddha. oh he's, yeah, like, well, he's, got, he's got to fit the image it makes sense a hundred percent but you know <laughs> joe is amazing his oh. partner marta christie also she's a phenomenal young lady like together they're a power couple in an energetic sense what well, and, and joe and and these like this couple, it sounded amazing. Yes. <laughs> and so Joe and I probably, we just exchanged numbers and I left. And then a few weeks later, it was like, you know, hey, what's going on, man? Let's just grab some coffee or something in North Beach. We did talking and I would say it wasn't until, so August was when we met. Um, he happened to be maybe participating with the SELP. Okay. Self-expression and leadership program. Shoot. through Landmark. Was he in my freaking course then? I'm not sure. This was in the fall of last year. That's when I did it. Maybe. Well, so Joe invited me to one that of the evenings. And um, I was there. And this was not the first experience I'd had at Landmark. Two of my friends back in Miami had, one of them had invited me to his final night of forum. Uh, and then another one mentioned it to me, but I remember thinking, I can't afford this. So why am I going to go? <laughs> or just it's if, if something's out of my, you know, was out of my realm of possibility, like that, that was just it. It's like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. Well, that night, someone, I was there. We were, I, I watched the presentation where they talked about the benefits of participating in the forum. Um, I was energetically enrolled because at that point, so many ironies had been happening. And when I say that, when I say I was energetically enrolled or, or prepared energetically, what I really mean is I had, I had stopped resisting enough. You know, I had stopped resisting enough. I've been having, I've been, hippy dippy woo woo experience and all kinds of crazy foolishness for like five years now. Yeah. So, <laughs> but a good four of those years I fought it. Um, and uh, <laughs> I know, I think that's a good point. I, and I think we're going to dive a little deeper there just for, again, for listeners, because I think we're all so very guilty of that. We all get those gut mm -hmm. instincts. We all get these images. We all get, sometimes we don't want to do it. And whether it's our yeah. friends are pushing us to do something that we know we don't want to do uh, or ourselves, we get an opportunity for something and we don't want to do it. We res resist is a perfect word because mm. we, we, it's just, 
it's our ego side or it's what we're used to. It's our programming side, resisting what internally knows better. And it takes a little time for me anyway uh, to learn that. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm sure yeah. now every listener does too. Well, that's the thing, man. It seems like, you know, and I know this, the awareness, you know, the, the transformation, whatever it's you want to call it. It's only about awareness, really. I mean, it that's really... the thing. It, it, the, there is a critical mass now. There have always been people who were awake and awakened. Correct. But generations ago, they were burned at the stake. You know what, what I mean? Like there's... <laughs> I, think you know, I, was, I, I think I was one of those in my, one of my true. past lives. Sure. Yeah, you know, have a hard time lighting matches. She's afraid to light matches, so it's weird. That is so true. <laughs> I did have a fear of fire. I had a horrible fear now, of see, fire. Now, see, that's weird. That's my ernistic event. Just happened see, real time because I didn't know that. I just made it up. Wow. And it turns out it's a real part of life. See, that's why I should have said professor. I knew he was a professor. See, there you go. You're, you're, you're learning. <laughs> and that's the thing. We all have it. You know, it's, when, it's like when people say, you know, I'm an empath. Well, you're in tune with your, you know, in touch with right. your empathic abilities. Other people aren't at the moment right. doesn't yeah. mean they won't be tomorrow yeah. you know what i mean like it's not i'm everybody this not has that. these abilities uh, 100%. and these gifts yeah and 100%. everybody is you just have to tap into it and that's actually one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is yes. for people to just become aware and then when you trust that that's tapping into it yeah yes. aware for themselves which is again why i kind of dive deeper on and, and kind of start and stop at certain points because i sometimes get a sense of an average person because i always remember how i used to be I know. <laughs> sure. we'll, we'll call that oblivious right and so when, <laughs> and so i just assume there's so many other oblivious people out there not in a judgment but you now that you know what no, you know no judgment. right no no judgment and, at all and when you know what you know all I know I want to do is share that with people and wish, even though we all now know it's at the right time, mm -hmm. gosh, I wish I was taught this in grade school. I, I wish there were, uh, this were a curriculum from birth. Well, that's what we're trying to create right. too, is to bring this awareness to kids growing up so that they don't have to go through all the horrible things, not horrible because they're life lessons, but just bringing that <laughs> awareness and, and, and I guess letting go of the a, a more joyful state. Yeah. Throughout. Absolutely. Well, and well, and, well. I I can't say it's always been joyful, Todd. Um, but right. I have been aware for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, I've right. been aware for you're a right. really freaking long time, and yes. it was not joyful. But I know. I, now yeah. I look at it as gifts, and I, I don't know if you yes. see it as the gifts too, Ernest. Like, oh, I've had yeah. multiple dark nights, nights of the soul, men. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, oh um, yeah, we all have. Sometimes, you know, like simultaneously yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. just like well wait a minute now this is just some garbage like, <laughs> you know how many times i go really seriously yeah. looking like, up at the no, sky like are you kidding me and listen and i have thrown my phone at god multiple times and god's always like <laughs> you're gonna need that you're gonna need that you're gonna need that <laughs> she doesn't get tired <laughs> i could go all for eternity. That was so funny. I forgot what I was going to say. Exactly. So. <laughs> so I'm telling you, it's it's the voice of my mom and all the ancestors you, who are just like, all right, kid, keep it. And the best part is, and I think for those who, who do struggle, and there's so many out there around the globe that do struggle in, in many facets of their life, in some cases, all facets of their life, it's what... I think is 
needed to know and good to know is that every time you've heard someone like yourself talk about it or Alicia or you read it in a book or you, you see somebody on YouTube or even television going, I would not change the past for anything because they know it was that path that got them to where they are right now, which is a little more awakened yeah. and awareness, a higher level of awareness. And you, when you have a higher level of awareness, you know you needed to go down that road in order to get there. So sure. that's a good thing. So when people still are in that dark place, just know, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, and I was going to say, that's the thing. Like you, for, when you're in the dark place, it seems interminable. I know. You know, it feels like you do, you, I don't know about anybody else, but there were times when I was like, asteroid 3684A hit yes. me now. I can't like, even tell. This I cannot like, even express how many yeah. times I asked to <laughs> yeah. die. I just beg right. like, just, to die. I don't want to breathe. I, yeah. I don't yeah. want to live. You know, like you really no, just I hear you. like. No, I, I, I know you and yeah. I have been through some really interesting things. And it's just like, and that was, and truthfully, I think it was to understand that level, letting go of that resistance. Because That's when exactly we talk about, about, when we talk about faith, and yeah. again, when we're talking on this podcast, we're not talking on religion. I mean, you know, you can take religion, but all we're asking is just open it up a little bit more. Think of what's inside your heart, what's inside your soul, what speaks to you. And whatever speaks to you, why would you even question that that's wrong? That's what you feel. Because that's what you. we've been taught. Well, yeah. yeah. Been, yeah no, and so. Fear-based. But the, but the really truthfully, for all people that say, I have faith. Well, if you have fear, you actually truly don't have faith. You have to learn to let go of fear. And that way you then, if you truly believe in a higher power, God, universe that is of love, you don't need to have any fear. But when you're in it, it is the worst thing in the world. And that's why I became such a huge supporter of Dr. Brian Weiss's books. Ernest knows because I've introduced yes. Todd knows because I've introduced I'm a recipient. You, because they were the only thing that kept me alive. They were the only thing that would allow me to go to that higher perspective, that without that higher perspective, wherever you were, Ernest, when you were going through it, even though you had all these amazing things happening, but you're just like in this like freaking, you know, the funnel of a freaking uh, tornado. It was me being, I would say... It, I mean, there's so many ways to describe it, and that's why it's hard to describe. You know, it was just not being able to see past the end of my nose. You know, it was not being able to just put my feet down and touch the bottom. It was, you know, whatever you want to call it, it really was just that. It was, it, it was paralyzing fear. Yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean that I was necessarily paralyzed from, in, in terms of action, because I was doing all kinds of thrashing around to make something work. And the fact that it wasn't working, mm -hmm. meaning I couldn't see that it was working, but the whole time I was being propelled forward. Yeah. I was so worried about trying to understand jet propulsion. Yes. Not even knowing exactly how to read it. the formulas and not realizing it's none of my business. Yep. You got Focus it. Focus on the seat that I'm in. <laughs> it's allowing me to lay back. Focus on these and mimosas the that mimosa. they keep trying yes. to give me. Cheers to And that. I'm like... I don't want your mimosa. I'm trying to understand jet propulsion right now. 
you know, and the flight attendants are just standing there like laughing, laughing. Poor child. Yeah. <laughs> the purser is like, <laughs> you're just wasting that good seat because you are not enjoying it. That All is, you're doing that is the about best the analogy, honestly. No, that is fantastic. so fabulous. And yeah, like that's amazing to be able to look at it. So going back to Landmark, you go to this course, you, you don't have the money for it. And what happened? So, so I'm there, I'm enrolled, in, meaning energetically, like, um, I suppose I was at that point aware of miracles at work in my life, meaning not having resources, not having something that I thought I should have, but things working out anyway, some random magical kind of way. So that kind of stuff had been happening. And, and so I still wasn't out of my repetitive dark nights of the soul yet completely, but they weren't happening as frequently. And so I was seeing a bit more traction to all the magic. It wasn't so, I didn't feel so out of control. Uh, and saying that I didn't feel so out of control didn't mean that I was in control. It just meant <laughs> exactly. that I was less. Yes. Well, well you know, I was yeah. trying to grab it less. You know, you know, there's there's an incredible book I just want to recommend to our listeners also called Mutant Messages Down Under. Are we taking a commercial break? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> but it's exactly <laughs> about it's about this Aboriginal tribe. Fantastic book. It's fabulous. Like I think I may have told you about hers, but if not, you gotta read this book because it's exactly that. They literally invited this woman to go on a walkabout, which means they don't know how long they're gonna be walking about. And they literally have nothing and they manifest everything. Everything. They're, they're called the real nothing. people. Yeah. The real people. They're the real is people. what their tribe is. It, un it is. Have you read it? No. Oh my gosh. You have to. I, I don't even want to tell no, you this. I, I don't want to tell yeah. you part of the story because it'll not ruin it, but still, it's just more interesting when you, when you read it in real time, you're like, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And that, and that, and that is one of the coolest things that people are wondering, well, how does manifestation work? Yeah. You actually believe. Well, they're in, yeah, they were just so in tune. They all, were. all native cultures are, were just so in tune to mother earth, Gaia, and, and we are just not. And uh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, bless it, us. We're doing the best. I know. We're trying. We are, we're, getting, we're, we're trying we're to circle any, back. Yeah. We're trying to circle back. Let's not poo poo. <laughs> Our, you know, our present selves no, no, and say, no. oh, we, we were so better back Well, that's too. true. That's true. But, now, you know, we, we're not slouches when we, when we are exactly. aware. Yeah. Now, before you get to how that happened to you, I want to clarify for the listeners, you're at the landmark, you're at the, the, last, the last night of Landmark where you get your, your friend invites you. Somebody, when it, no, yes. it's his last night and they always invite somebody or try to invite multiple people. You're one of those guests. You're, you're emotionally charged and want to sign up for yourself, which is ultimately what Landmark wants to do, but you don't have the finances. Correct. Okay. I want, and so, I, and it, there were people around me and I just, what, I just remember going in there that night and the energy was so great. And I'm saying that to say, I am Southern, even though I've lived abroad and, and been all around the world. And what I mean by that is I was raised to engage with people, to speak, to, don't you hear? Uh, <laughs> Johnston speaking to you. Yes. You know, all of that. <laughs> and so, so when you go okay, to- Okay, I gotta throw, for those that don't get to see that, Ernest literally slapped his head. Oh. Back of the head. Back of the head, like, <laughs> pay attention. Exactly. <laughs> that's mama, that's mama. Uh, yeah. Right, and, that's and mama. no mumbling. Yeah. 
no mumbling, open your mouth and speak. And so I'm saying that Memories because are flooding we were right raised now. to engage with people and, and, you know, communicate and say hello, at least. You go to different parts of the country, including the Bay Area. I would say California is like 50-50. You know, sometimes people will speak. Sometimes they will look every which way but at you. Yeah. True. And so I walked into this room and everyone was engaging and speaking. And, and, and it, for me, it did energetically, it, did, it felt genuine. I did not mm-hmm. feel like, oh, they're being fake. I was like, oh, you know, this is actually, I'm kind of. It's actually was, uh, magical. Those evenings are like magical. I mean, you remember I being, when I invited you? Know, you? Yeah. By everybody's, I was being enrolled by everybody's high vibration. They yeah. really were joyous in that moment. And so after like the woman who spoke uh, I can't remember her name, but she was just phenomenal in, 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 in talking about how uh, just the changes that your life, would, the transformation in your life, the people in front of me that I had been talking to, they turned around, their eyes were gleaming, and they were <laughs> like, so are you going to say sign up? And it was so humorous to me. And I was just like, I would love to. I really would. I'm just not able to right now financially like just go back and give them your name anyway so i went to the seat to to start like filling out the form or whatever and an older gentleman uh he came up i'm not gonna say his name because he's he's just a sweetheart uh he was like i will cover his feet and um, okay to participate in landmark and he said, just pay it forward. Aww. You don't have to worry about paying it back to me. That's so wonderful. Well, you know, what's crazy is I had a story similar to that of how I got into the forum. So you did, so, it, and, and you both know it's, it's Jacqueline. And we kind of talked about this because this was how, uh, Todd, I met your dad you know, Mr. Courtney's wild ride of going to Oakland to the black churches. <laughs> Mr. Courtney's and, wild ride, I love it, as a former Disney pile. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite, one of my favorite rides. <laughs> yeah, I would be driving up to Oakland with him to go to these churches in like the, the not nice parts of Oakland, like zombie apocalypse land of Oakland. Oh yeah. And here's his dad, dressed to the nines like yeah nice his, car nice clothes i call him the white lightning he's got white hair and 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 he's got no problem at all he's white fat like, leather shoes oh yeah he's just like oh I, he loved the him. pastors loved <laughs> his sure. style loved so it so Mr. We would be going to the craziest places there was one time i went to a freaking drug den that was horrible oh, wow. no it was so scary <laughs> and i was like larry if this is what we have to do i don't think i could do this anymore it was a freaking heroin and the guy had hiv and i'm like what oh, is going on you didn't want to sit on anything and i was so scared and i was like larry if this is what we have to do on a regular basis i can't do this he's like no that was the worst i've ever experienced i was like okay my dad okay. literally he those will do anything need love too now those he, folks need love no, too they, they, they do right. but as a as a 
as a female. You're like, I can do it from a different room. No, <laughs> like, I can I, love them from afar. Because I, it was more the fact of like, do you feel safe in whatever Absolutely. environment? It had nothing to do with race, culture, anything. It was just, do you feel safe? And it was sure. such an uncomfortable feeling that I was so grateful that your dad was with me. But if I had done that job by myself, I didn't feel necessarily safe just as a woman going right. into of course, of course. people's the only reason i actually felt safe was that i knew they were all you know church people mm. just because you're a church person doesn't mean that you don't do you know human stuff. things yeah exactly <laughs> well said. so but what was crazy is that how i got into landmark was the one day we were going to this big mega church in oakland um uh so there was four of us, four, uh, four agents to, to help with life insurance for this. And the woman who got me into Landmark, Jacqueline, who you both know, she didn't even go to this church. Her brother, the morning that we were going to be there, called her and said, you're coming to church with us. And that is how I met Jacqueline. Now, out of four agents, I happened to talk to her, but I was the one to divvy up the, the cards of who to call. So I remember talking to her, so I put her in my pile. For three months, we tried to connect. And it, but she said she was very interested, so, you know, but she was too busy. And so I just kept on it and kept on it and kept on it. I met her at her school, because um, she said, could you meet me at school? She's a fifth grade teacher. And we had an instant soul con connection. And I, Ernest, you will say, I, I gotta say, like we're, she and I are like the odd couple. Like we <laughs> kind of like that's true. Oh, Miss Jacqueline. So she's yeah, she is the most amazing <laughs> southern. Oh, she's so oh, she's yeah. Louisiana, Sweet. you know, she totally yeah. little sass. Oh, god, that seasoning. Wow. She's, she's, she's like the physical God version of who you, who you see. Yes, yes. <laughs> like you don't sass her. No, definitely. No, not Miss Jacqueline. I call her Miss Jacqueline. Like, yeah, as, I know. As a Southerner, I, though I'm so proud of those things. It doesn't make me better. It just, it, that kind of gentility in engagement. Yeah. I appreciate. I agree. Talk. I've actually gone Zydeco dancing with Jacqueline. Jacqueline mm. has introduced me to so many interesting things and I've introduced her to so many interesting things, including Brian Weiss. So I intuitively <laughs> He's a recipient. gave her a freaking book <laughs> that day. And we just, you know, we were working together. So she became a client of mine. And then she gave me a message about my spiritual journey along this way that will come out later in the podcast. But it was so important. I was like, where did you hear that from? She's like, well, God told me to tell you this. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? I was like, you hear God? And so the next day, yeah, the next day she texts me. And she invites me to the Landmark Forum. Now, this is what gets crazy. This was on my father's birthday, October 5th, which was also the anniversary of his memorial, or it was the day he had his memorial. And almost every single year, some sort of weird myrony would happen. So I was like, what the? And I had the text message. I can actually prove this because I was, she didn't even remember texting this, but it was like, God told me you need to do the landmark forum. And it's, and she specifically said, God knows you don't have the money. So I'm paying mm. for it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I 
I'm like, wow. and, that's no. it, and, and that's how it works. That's how it works. Yes. I mean, that's how you got that, yeah. You're going to pay it forward. I, I, sent, yes. I sent one of my best friends from college. I paid for him because I knew he couldn't afford it. Um, and it's been such a phenomenal experience. Uh, and and yeah. it's not, this is not a commercial for Landmark. No, right? no, 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 no. This not at is all. the fact that it was one more piece to my puzzle. You know, yes. because I've had experience, I've had phenomenal experiences in ashrams in India, in churches, in nightclubs, in bed, in all <laughs> kinds of, not by myself, in all <laughs> kinds of ways. And yeah. Landmark was one of those experiences that kind of uh, gave me the language to intentionally Go into like trans. Well, I, like I think that. the inter the most interesting thing about Landmark is Landmark is incredible tools for life, mm -hmm. where we have our guides. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have the Bible, we have the Torah, the Quran. I, I it's a, it's a tool like but everything else. It's a, exactly yeah. what you just, all of them. 100%. Those are the 100%. guides. That's right. But if we just have guides and we don't have tools, what are we doing? We just got a bunch no, of No, absolutely guides. right. And yes. if we just have tools, we're literally just throwing tools around. And just to sure. clarify, and just to clarify, because you said it earlier, so people don't think this is a big landmark commercial. Um, you did say there's many landmarkians that, yeah. are, that may be a little drink a little too what, much Kool-Aid. Yeah, and whatever that means to anybody who wants to define it in every any way they want to define that. Yeah, but, bless well, because they they right, right bless right. their souls, but they only look at they they're they're basically just got a bunch of tools. It's all right. It's all right. Which is totally fine. But let's do this. I want to circle back. I want to circle back to um, Ernest. So. He misses that 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 plane ride. He doesn't go there. He goes mm. to San Francisco. He lives in San Francisco because because now he's producing a show and he's living in Vancouver. There has to be some dots that are connecting here from missing that plane. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm so, guess. Well, here's the thing. I had been producing the show on my own. Uh, no, that's not even true. I had been producing the show with a heck of a lot of help from my friends and family. So oh, yeah. let me dial that back and correct <laughs> I have been producing this show nothing can be done my family alone. and friends <laughs> um, and sometimes there was more love than money involved in the production of the show and uh, that had been kind of creeping forward I would say the my year and a half in San Francisco was the quantum leap mm. and I had my tools my tool bag so with that on my shoulder that quantum leap was done with the tools that i had been collecting beforehand so in san francisco not only did i deepen the relationship i had with my friends met other people and and, and had very deep relationships very quickly with people in that space um, that included landmark it included going to heart and soul uh, center of light which is kind of a um a wonderfully uh, energetic chakra aligned cool. church with gospel music. Oh, that sounds like fun. Um, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I love it. Reverend Andriette Earl, thank you very much. Well, shout out. Exactly, a shout out. Um, and I would say the thing about Landmark was that I was able to, I had a community that kind of expanded exponentially just in that moment. There was a, a buddy of mine that I met, well, not a buddy, someone that I met in my forum who I became very good friends with very deeply. His name's Tri Go. He is running for Oakland City Council right oh, now, wow. actually. And 
Try and Joel and many other people that I'm Marie Roberts de la Para, uh, you, of course, uh, Alicia, Paul, those, a whole set of my, Walter Hughes, who is a, a, a brother of mine that I met there. Yeah. And who I've started doing business with and, and, and all kinds of things. So there's just been this cascade of phenomenal people that I've connected with. In addition to driving Lyft for about nine months all over the Bay Area where I met phenomenal folks, about 15 of the uh, my friends or former passengers <laughs> of mine that we exchanged contact information that we connected and started building relationships, one of whom is uh, Red Reddy, a phenomenal Indian American filmmaker uh, who is like just giving me, and he's maybe 26, 27, you know, so I'm connecting with younger folks and and just really kind of in San Francisco, I was building out my life. But you were so you were so in action. And so that's the whole thing. You took these actions of communicating and connecting because it is all about connection. But I do want to go back to when you had your when when it was your Sunday evening, and then you chose to work with Paul. That's how we met. What I mean, Let me you, tell were, you like you were such like an overachiever. It's like, oh, I did this and now I'm going to assist. And I'm like, so I, the feeling that I, the feeling of community, which I relish so much, because, you know, I, I would venture to say everybody's primal, you know, wound is abandonment, right? Mm-hmm. On some level, we're all feeling it. And for me, you know, having been given up for adoption, for example. It didn't matter that I ended up with a phenomenal pair of parents who were just incredible, who are incredible people. There was still always that like, you know, you're nice lady, where's my mommy kind of thing, <laughs> you know, just because like there wasn't that biological link. There was the soul family link. I'm saying that to say we seek environments where we feel at home. We always do, naturally. It's what humans do. And so to be in an environment like that continuously, it was, and I can't say it was always like that at every, <laughs> at every, you know, landmark forum or event or whatever, but when you're around people like Paul Kotler, when you're around people like you, when you're around people like uh, Try or Fern or many of the other people that I've engaged with, you have that feeling all the time. That is one of the best ways of describing is community. Yeah. And, and, and you so, really, truly don't know what you're going to get out of it. But it's just, right. it's just so amazing because you've been, you, you have literally been living the life of myrony of action. Yes. And, and that's why I say is, it should be your middle name. But <laughs> the thing is, the, the people that I met there, we were able to go create things in the world. It was, it was constant co-creation. Yeah. And so, Initially, after I finished the forum, um, I met up with Try, and he was like, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, I'm probably gonna um, drive Lyft, you know? And he was like, no, I want you to come. He, he was like, I will help you out, but I want you to come assist with me. And assist- Oh, that's for, how you got it. Landmark ease means volunteer. So I want you to volunteer <laughs> at this, um, major kind of high level event that they're having out at the uh, SFO airport, um, Hyatt. And so we go out to the Hyatt and something told me just say yes. So I said yes. And I went there and it was people who were like huge entrepreneurs, you know, like uh, all kinds of high level business people and culture creators from all over the country had converged for this event. 
uh, and it was, uh, um, what's it called, uh, team or whatever. And uh, so I was there volunteering and wasn't supposed to be. I was there assisting because um, I, in order to assist, you were supposed to have done several courses. Well, I just finished the forum, which was the first course. Yeah, that's and why I, I was there assisting. Fry <laughs> was there assisting. And we met so many phenomenal, amazing people who were just about creating big things in life that I was on fire. I would assist at every opportunity I got because when you assist, you get a little bit, you get the energy of the, the program without having to pay for it. I wasn't <laughs> intentionally doing that. That's a side benefit because you're yeah. creating the space. You're actually providing the energetic space for people who are attending to really get what they need out of it. You know, yeah. so it's not that you're there mooching, you're actually there supporting. That's why they call it assisting. And so to be there and to do that and to make the connections and be in the rooms and, and, and really just kind of shine in the way that I shine, which allows me to like co-shine with other people. <laughs> I co-shine that for me. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of why I was attending a lot of events. At the same time, I was still expanding in my other aspects of life with my friends that I've been there, you know, that I've known for a long time with other people in that group. And in the meantime, I was doing a lot of um, shadow work, a lot of running in the Presidio, which sometimes I would just burst into the tears while I was on the trail because of just the, the upwelling of emotion, of, you know, tra trauma and triggering and all that kind of stuff. There were times when I just couldn't get out of the haze uh, and was just, you know, like a zombie. There were times when I couldn't afford my lift rental and I had to walk across town because I had promised to assist and I couldn't right. cancel and feel good about it. And so I walked from the Richmond district all the way over to, um, you know, whatever, uh, downtown uh, North Beach to wow. assist standing up for eight hours. You know, like that kind of stuff. And so those, who, there who are hills in San Francisco if no one oh, <laughs> I think some people have seen it on TV at least. Exactly. But it's good. It, I, and I, I love the fact that you that you just spelled that out because I was just going to try to take us there. I to make sure people don't think that, oh, well, life is easy. He's educated, he's a professor, he's got money, oh, he had no. this ID, <laughs> he had this idea and he's got these people and everything worked out. No, it was harder than you know what. And he's yeah. and here he is, he's driving a lift car. To make ends meet, he doesn't have the money for the forum, and and you. Can but you know what? <laughs> and this is while I had in like my back pocket ten episodes of a television series. Yeah, uh, he had it all done. That I had, you know, a master's degree and a whole three languages, having lived in, in in all kinds of countries and all that kind of stuff, and still thinking I'm doing something wrong. What am I doing wrong? Why can I not make this work? I've signed up to sell isogenics. I've signed up for World <laughs> Financial Group. I've done this. I've done that. But yet and still, I'm flying over to Tajikistan to film an episode of the show that I've negotiated with our sponsor. I'm in business class on Turkish Airlines going all the way from SFO to do the midnight plane to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and I had 15 cents in the bank. It's amazing what you did. It, yeah. I, I, Paul could tell you about the, the just the rage that was in me of feeling like I was being punished. 
that I've got all these gifts and talents and abilities and for some reason kept getting it wrong. <laughs> I'm laughing out loud because our stories and, and as there, there are so many parallels, even though the, even though the backdrop is different, uh, the, the stories are so, and yours, is, uh, yeah. Alicia's as well, there's so many parallel stories with struggle, thinking you're doing the right thing, but keep getting punished and you're going, what the heck is going on? And a lot of it is timing. That's the big, it's on God's or the universe's time. Yep. And it's not on our time because yeah. if we hadn't met, and I will say what's really funny is that when I met Ernest assisting, and again, I didn't want to assist, but it was because of this guy, Paul, his energy was like, Oh, I got to do he's that. Such a he's amazing. Soul. He's such know. an incredible soul. We'll have him on for sure. But, yeah. but he's the only reason I did it. If anybody else asked me, no, because I had to drive from San Jose to San Francisco. And that's the irony that you two met. Otherwise it wouldn't have No, I, But then it's funny because at the end I found out about his travel show, but he also did a podcast. I did a podcast. Yeah. Now here's, here's some more irony. So I think Alicia, we met on the last, we, we had conversation because I had been seeing, that's, you know, the community, you see people. Yeah, out, yeah. Right? And you don't um, have a lot of time to talk while you're assisting. Right. You also, I do believe when you, in hindsight, you know, there are many people that I've connected with that when I look back, I had seen them. You know what I mean? Like you notice them. You didn't know why you noticed them. You're just like, huh, you know, and you keep on going. And then you look back when you have an interaction and you're just like, oh, well, I had seen you. Yeah. Um, my point <laughs> of the, in that is just, I think it was the last night of an event or something, but we've That's been what assisting. We were, we were there. We were only there the one day. Okay. Well, so, we were there for the whole day. Well, we ended up finally talking. And yeah. then it was like, I think we're putting chairs December. away. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, I'm having a fundraiser in mm -hmm. Redwood City for my series. Yeah. At that point. Now that fundraiser was being put on by a woman, phenomenal woman, Kimberly Weefling, who I met at another event. She was in the audience. I just spoke about, it was about women in AI. And I just said, ladies, I'm so happy that you're in AI because if it was just dudes, we would be doomed. <laughs> Because <laughs> they think it's fun and funny to show like a robot shaking hands, shaking hands with a human hand. I'm like, that <laughs> is creepy as hell. And we need women up in the room to not have us blow ourselves up. And something, I said something to that effect. It really was like, oh my God, I love you. We need to be friends. Oh and so God. that's, you know, and the I, met, I was there because a friend of mine was, I, I had met up with her earlier for coffee and we hung out all day. And then she was like, I have to speak at this women in AI thing. You want to come? So I went to that. And that was where I met the woman who helped me put the fundraiser wow. together that I was able to invite you to. Yeah, us. And then that's so funny wow. because this is going to tie oh. into one of our future episodes. This is how I reconnected with Daniel Kotke, who I had met at an, an event several years before but Daniel Kaki was one of the first employees of Apple. And so literally Ernest is the catalyst of what this series that we're gonna be doing of this chance meeting that led to this chance meeting. 
I mean, not even just a chance meeting. Chance, chance, chance meeting. Chance, 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 chance meeting. Oh, but there was more than that. Because my friend who was on that panel that I was talking about, Hiba Sharif, who's a phenomenal woman in tech, and she's an Arab-American woman originally from Sudan, who is doing the doggone thing in a space where she's not represented, uh, you know, Econo- uh, uh, sorry, um, ethnically in great numbers that we know of, but mm-hmm. there are plenty of women of Arab descent that are actually working in tech. Anyway, I met Hiba at a party in Bel Air randomly that I was invited to by a friend who I met up with at the Four Seasons. He works in tech. He was like, hey man, I'm at the Four Seasons, come down. I went down there to the Four Seasons in San Francisco, by the way. Okay. And he was like, what are you doing this weekend? I said, I'm probably gonna drive Lyft. He was like, you want to drive me down to this party in Bel Air? <laughs> Are you paying? <laughs> we worked it out. And wow. <laughs> my buddy, I'm not, I'm just, I'm name dropping now, but yeah, I'm also yeah. trying to shout out folks. Well, Brian yeah, Tolaby, please shout phenomenal out guy, yeah. Brian Tolaby, who is uh, working with AI and education and helping people to transform their lives as their jobs become automated. He's helping people realize that they do have something to live for. They can learn new and different things. So it, it's, you know, the people that are around me, the support system, just constantly phenomenal people. They're, they're constantly getting into new and amazing creations of life well brian i met him randomly ironically yeah that introduced me to him when he had just moved to san francisco uh having a, uh, his birthday party and my buddy um what which oh oh oh, 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 oh peter kovach peter kovach who i happened to sit on a panel at a travel conference with in New York two years before that, who's living in the Bay Area, who told me, hey, my buddy Brian's moving to town. You should get to know him. Here, here's his birthday party event. Go to that. Oh, wow. We started with the birthday party. Yeah. Well, that's two birthday parties. I know, that's a funny thing. We started with Yeah, we started with the birthday party. Now (laughs) Ah, I've got another birthday party that's just zigzagging all over the place. And that time that I met Peter Kovach, who was living in San Francisco, this was before I moved to San Francisco, when mm-hmm. we were both on this panel in New York. But that panel in New York, I went to after a weekend in San Francisco with my parents. Oh, they wow. flew back to Florida. I flew to New York for that panel. Oh, my God. So wow. that was 2017. Yeah. Wow. Well- so... My irony is all over the yeah, place. Yeah, well, I just, flow. I just feel so blessed and honored to ha- call you my friend and like what you're doing with, uh, with Fly Brother, like everybody needs to check out Fly Brother, where um, on Instagram, you know, tell how, our, how everyone can find you. Uh, sure, you can come to our website, flybrother.net, F-L-Y-B-R-O-T-H-E-R, dot net you can come sign up for our mailing list and find out more about where to find the series either on television itself or on streaming services going forward on instagram it's fly brother on on facebook it's uh, the page is fly brother fly there's also a fly brother uh group that we just started we've got a youtube channel fly brother uh which is i guess it's youtube dot com slash c slash fly brother <laughs> and uh as i mentioned we're also opening up proceeding pictures 
Uh, you'll see more about that as the weeks uh, kind of turn into months and um, Presidio Pictures, again, focusing on BIPOC and LGBT centered narratives to help give voice to people, not give voice, to amplify voices that already exist and help people feel seen, empowered and loved. Oh my Thank God. I love it. I, I know. I, and we'll have that all in our show notes, but like, seriously, you are the most fly brother. I know. Like you are, you are the, yeah, the fly name, brother. The oh no now, Barry. That's a pretty fly brother too. And okay, sounds like you might Mr. Be Courtney you is might fly be as hell. Oh yeah, he's pretty fly too. <laughs> just, I'm we just fly one fest going right here. Well, a big fly on, fest. on that note, thank you so much, Ernest. You you enlightened us and, and shared, I mean, like, yeah, you literally, I'm serious. You might want to change your middle name to Myrony or somewhere along that because you know, it might be my last name, but you you're like you're 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 like neck and neck with me here. <laughs> well, yeah. I appreciate it's, it. No, I, I mean it's a pleasure from my side too. And again, I know um, you didn't know any of this. I story. know which that's I'm telling you, that's why I love this stuff. And it also gives me a sense of how to kind of recap, convey it to the listener who who wouldn't have known you either. And because I, I love the the trials and tribulations that you had to go through uh, and, and the hardships that, we, that everybody goes through. There's no easy path. You don't even want an easy path. You know what? Path. Can I just say something else of before course. you can? I think it's important for us to kind of close the loop because we didn't talk about how I ended up in Canada after all. Oh, oh yeah, yeah shoot. Thing. And I'll yes. keep it brief. I'll keep it brief. 2020, y'all. You know, 2020. 2020 vision, okay? The show if it were up to me, would have come out years ago, but it wasn't up to me. Everything was in its right alignment. I ended up walking away from a potential uh, deal from people who wanted to take half my company, and I was protected from that situation. Oh, wow. I didn't choose to be protected from that situation. The universe put people in place to make sure that that right. didn't happen, and oh. I ended up becoming affiliated with Northern California Public Media, which is the second area station uh public television station after kqed mm -hmm. which i actually work with sometimes to do uh tapings for their pledge drive love cake love my kqed <laughs> also love my northern california public media anyway uh got a distribution agreement sorted with them and with public television and uh so it comes out in may a travel series at a time dur during the global shutdown when people are watching television more than ever because yeah, they can't they're go actually away. home. The whole business plan that we had, which was in the style of Rick Steves to create trips to our featured destinations where we take people and help them build global community and make some money as we were doing it, completely blown to smithereens. And we had to pivot and think about other things and figure other things out. Well, I got it into my system, into my soul, that I wanted to move out of my group house that I was living in, in the Richmond district of San Francisco, out to like Mill Valley or someplace close to the city where I could focus on my writing. That was in the end of March, okay? I find a place on Craigslist. Well, coronavirus, so you can't really go and look at the place, but we had a phone call. They sent me all this paperwork, documentation. I sent them the deposit. I find a replacement from myself in the house that I was living in. And I end up finding out the day before I was supposed to move in that it was a scam. Oh, yeah. I went out to this address in Mill Valley. There was no apartment. Oh. The homeowner totally about this who was very nice, helped me file a police report. 
I had challenges at first with my bank, but eventually I was able to get the money back from oh. the person. Thank nice. Goodness. But I still had to be out of my place. Yeah. Because I had found a replacement. Now this is during the midst of the pandemic. This is April where no one knows what's happening. And right. I basically had to energetically make my peace with being out in the world when everyone else gets to shelter in place. My parents were elderly, so I wasn't going to Florida. I, no one knew, no one knows anything now, but no one really knew anything in April. And so I bounced around from place to place where I did have friends who were willing to say, you know, hey man, I have a place, you know, so I wasn't homeless, but I didn't have wasn't home, my yeah, own spot. In fact, at one point I was in a hotel for a week because at that, that week hotels were as cheap as apartments. It was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No one yeah. was, no one was staying. Yeah. I had zero percent yeah. uh, bookings. And uh, so, and I swear to God, it was the cleanest place in the world because they've been, they scrubbed it every day. <laughs> um, anyway, what I'm saying is I had to be out in the world. I had to do all this bouncing around and I had to be okay with, with being in, at play, with not at play, but um, with being in play, if you mm -hmm. will, with being kind of just in action. You, yeah. in you action, didn't have a right? you didn't have yeah. a choice. I did not have a choice. I, there was no chilling and saying I'm not going to do this. And so my point in all of that is, I mean, it, it is I was kind of uprooted from San Francisco at a, after having made my peace with being there, saying, you know what, this is a phenomenal place. I've, I've I've been building a life here. It's beautiful. I'm okay with not going on to Canada, you know? Well, eventually, you know, I'm bouncing around and then I end up in Mexico for a little while after a stint in San Jose with my girl Hiba. I ended up in Mexico where I was at a phenomenal kind of quarantine house. Oh my God, people. that place looked freaking amazing. Like I'm looking at gorgeous. Instagram and I was like, wait a second, I know his financial situation. How the <laughs> heck did he get himself down to Mexico? Well, the ticket and was like, only like $130. Yeah, and but, I was able but to, you were like in the lap of luxury, it looked like. Well, like, it yeah. Looked, and it I, looked pretty and nice. <laughs> and I would say I started the money, I was started receiving, I became a recipient. Oh, so yes. After a while, there the faucet was finally turned on. Yeah. But I had to learn how to receive it. I had to work all of that upwelling, all of the, the you know, the shadow work was working through blocks related to money, blocks related to being, feeling worthy, to a feeling capable and, and powerful. In, you need to let go of that feeling of scar scarcity. That's like one exactly. of the biggest. But it's um, not a switch that you flip. You know, it's going through all of it oh, to get yeah. to the point because I didn't, I don't, I didn't do anything to all of a sudden turn on the faucet. You know, in my case, and I'm and, and people who were able to do that, please, I teach me your uh, you know, <laughs> Yoda your, your skills because in my case it was when it was time and not a second sooner. And so it did finally happen. And then I made the arrangements to, to, to go to Mexico. I stayed with a phenomenal couple who are working, you know, in, in both tech and in um, human engagement, uh, Travis and Monique Gigi. And their place in Mexico is just beautiful. And I was there. And once I was there, it was like, I think it's time for me to try for Canada. Oh, oh! you decided when you were there that you wanted to go. Well, at that point, I was out of San Francisco. Yeah, I was out of the Bay Area, home. and I was out of the country. Right, right. So 
what happened was San Francisco ended up having been a pit stop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I thought I had just been blocked from what I wanted to do. Mm. Yes. No. It was just chill the F out. Do what you need to do here, which being in San Francisco expanded me into the next iteration of power. You know, it allowed me to deepen the relationship with myself, which then allowed me to deepen the relationships with my friends that I already knew and everybody that I was meeting. Mm -hmm. And so going to Canada now was not about running from the discomfort of my life in the United States, the disaffection, the disenchantment, and all of those things that I was dealing with. It was going with the great intention to start something new and amazing that will make a global impact. So I came to a place in the midst of the pandemic where I'm able to set up my visual storytelling company, my film studio in what had been North America's third largest film production hub, but is now quickly rising to the first because productions are happening in Canada. Yeah. They've, con they've got the, the, you know, the situation under control enough that they can take the precautions and they can move forward with production, unlike in Southern California, which yes, there are some productions, but a fraction of what Hollywood's output normally is. That being said, I'm in the midst of all of that. So while I was in Mexico, I got the downloads, I put pieces together that were already here on the table, but I was able to see which pieces go together. Yeah. To put the resources with the stories, with the distribution, create whatever paperwork alchemy I needed to create. <laughs> and then show up at the border with the business plan of expanding my studio into Canada, enrolling the immigration officer whose decision had to be made. like this person either gets to come in or doesn't. And I was able to have a conversation with him about the possibilities of what I was creating, which is to help, again, tell stories that need to be told and help people feel empowered, seen and loved. And I got the green light to come in here and to create. And I'm two and a half hours away by plane from San Francisco. I've got strong personal and professional ties to that city. The studio's name is Presidio Pictures, no matter what, with our offices in San Francisco and in Vancouver and wherever else we need to be in the world. Because that's because my life is global. It always has been. And that's where it will be going forward. And so without any forethought or planning or expectation, the path, the, the clouds cleared, the pathway cleared, whatever metaphor you want to use, but I recognize that I always had everything I needed when it was time. Yeah. I have still, I haven't, uh, I don't, I still have fear. I still have anxiety. I don't know what's happening in the world, but I know that I need to put my right foot in and then put my left foot in in front of that and then put my right foot in front of that and just keep making those baby steps that turn it that Absolutely. where every baby step is a quantum leap yes yeah. oh my goodness well i'm so, just so glad that your pit stop was in san francisco that i was able to meet you because you really are one of the most fabulous people i know and thank you I look it's a home space and i'm excited to get back there when i get the chance after i do big and amazing things here yeah, it's so funny because I saw him on Instagram on a plane to Vancouver and I'm like, wait a second, he was just in Mexico. What the heck? What? He's in Vancouver. And then I call him. He's like, yeah, I just moved to Vancouver. He's literally in quarantine right now. He's in quarantine in the hotel. That's how soon this was. And I was like, 
I got to set up with Ernest <laughs> to, to record the podcast. Oh, so we yeah. just talked this week and no. we made it happen. Well, this was phenomenal. This was phenomenal. <laughs> and and I, I'm going to take two words that you said when you got to the Canadian border and that was show up. And it seems to be a common theme in your life. You showed up to a birthday party not knowing anybody there. That's pretty rare, by the way. I mean, most people yeah. would just not go. Let's face it. They're insecure. They just don't want to. I don't know anybody. I'm not going to go. And, and, and he meets some of the best friends going yes. forward for the rest of his life. He shows up to another birthday party. There's a lot of so, so many similarities in, in his story because he keeps going and he keeps connecting. Well, and that's, I mean, going back is because I went into that bar rock bottom that I met my future best friends that got me into the car business. That, that's why we're all here. <laughs> and the first time we went to lunch, we went to yeah, rock bottom. Yeah, we went to rock bottom. So, you know. She didn't know where that, I was taking her. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that's just another. They're, no, they're just so, yeah, you got to go back to episode two and three to listen to our crazy story. But it's like, it's really, it's not the, I, you know, it's the divine design it, that interweaves yes. us. It doesn't just weave right. us. It's this right. intricate, amazing. And so it's like really just having faith that somehow it will all work out the way it's meant to work out and you know god higher power source whatever you want to say really truly has best interest as long as you believe and have faith yeah and, and I, yeah i i and to echo that and to, or, or to take off of that i think the most important thing with all of these podcasts that we've done to date which has been what is this episode nine this episode nine yeah this is episode or, nine. or maybe it's no 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 it's episode nine right? yeah yeah and and we're all the same. It, so these stories, although the, the clothing color might be different, the hair might be long or short or an earnest, you know, case, no hair, uh, just in case they don't have a visual. Um, it's, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, we are You're very so observant. However, however he, he's like freaking model, no, well, I know, beautiful, I know. Oh, yeah. oh, like yeah. it was, if the audience doesn't oh, yeah. know, he's got I'm not going there because he's way better looking than I am, so I can't know. go there. Oh, but, <laughs> we're all... No, no, none no. of us are slouches in this but, no, no. but what it, basically what, what the, the point is is at our core we are all the same we're all going through stuff we are all trying yes. to get through stuff and as long as we can create this higher awareness that stuff that seemingly difficult stuff was just a necessary step mm -hmm. to get you in contact with with that person at that birthday party mm -hmm. yes. and, and, and so on and all those dots get connected to create so many myronies and myronistic events. My word, my word. <laughs> that is your word, Todd. So but anyway, gonna, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm gonna coin the Spanish word, mironia. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes, okay, mironia. That's awesome, I love, I love it's that. mironia. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. I love it, we totally have to make that one work. That, that, yes, yeah. yes, so. Yeah. Again, thank you very much, Ernest. We'll cut it off here. Yeah. You too, Todd. And thank you, you Alicia. I love you, you both. It was, so it was a treat for me, I can tell you that much. And I think it'll be a treat for our readers. Our, well, listeners. listeners. I, I hope they're not reading while they're listening. <laughs> no, that was so amazing. Everyone, check out Fly Brother. It's the most amazing show. And, you know, you as the host and producer, you know, like what you've done and you really truly are trying to transform humanity in the most beautiful way of connection. Yeah. And that is the biggest lesson for all of us is that it's not just about I, it's we, and we come mm -hmm. together and we have so much power when we do that. And that going back to what we were saying with Landmark, 
Landmark is an incredible tool. We have our guides, put your tools, your guides. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't matter how we get there. It doesn't matter how we get to that higher awareness. As long as we get there, there's no will. judgment. And you will. And you will. As long yeah. as you have, as long as you believe, show have faith, up. show up, be in action. And so. Go to the party. Go, go to, to the party. The party. Yay. And eat the cake. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find a party tonight. I got no okay, way I'm finding a party. Yeah, let's go find. Yeah, how are you going to find some quarantine parties? Okay, that'll be fun. But anyway, love you, Ernest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Love you too. Until oh. next time, everybody. Yes. Ciao, ciao. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on That's Myrony podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to our podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but could possibly have the biggest impact on your life, because that's Myrony. Alicia and I wouldn't have created this podcast if it weren't for us paying attention to our own personal Myronies and started connecting those spiritual breadcrumbs. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in our next episode. And please connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and our website at thatsmyrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable myronies. We would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family, and also comment, like, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, if something happens that makes you say, hmm, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all, it's myronic. Now that's myrony. See you all next time.